0: With over 6,500 podcasts coming out this year, few of them give a full recap of bar rescue episodes, which is why The Shut It Down Bar Rescue Recap Podcast won't be another statistic. Jim search, Catherine Williams and Max Cohen from The Shut It Down Podcast, a show dedicated to sitting down, opening the books and unpacking the emotional roller coaster that is Bar Rescue we're
1: gonna get into right now because this is episode four of the Shut It Down Bar Rescue Recap Show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about here. Um, I'm Jim Search, uh, by the way, so you can also find me at jimsearchcomedy.com Also go find me at Jim Search, and you can also find us at Shut It Down Recap on Twitter, and this is gonna be a good episode, as all of them are. Mm. I've
0: even the bad ones are still good. <laughs> so good, in we've, so many different ways.
1: We've managed to rescue the bars that John couldn't rescue. I think in some instances.
0: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I feel like we've been able to put a spin on what happened and make it uh, make it uh, delightful for the audience. Um, and who are you? Hey, everyone. This is Catherine Williams.
0: I'm Max Cohen.
1: And we're ready to we're ready to shut this down. Uh this episode uh bromancing the stone
0: which <laughs> what a great title right? <laughs> so good listen
1: so good. if John Taffer or Spike, if you are listening right now, will you hire us to name the season five? <laughs> because these are <laughs> hilarious, and I think between the three of us, we could certainly come up with. We such
0: would love to name these episodes.
1: Bromancing the Stone. We're
0: very available, Spike. We're yeah, so available, mm-hmm. and our rates are are reasonable. We mm-hmm. will we will offer you good rates. To Give us a living titles. wage. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give me a living wage right now, and I will gladly work for you.
0: 10-10 an hour. Let's do this, Spike.
1: Yeah, sign me up. All, I mean, you know, if we have to even catalog the back ones, all twerk, no pay are, are made in voyage, <laughs> Yes. which to this day, man, I'm really excited that, Catherine, you had to type out all twerk, <laughs> no pay and send that in an email. I was
2: 38-year-old white woman. That's right. <laughs> That's right, everyone. It happens.
1: Sometimes you got to write all twerk, no pay. Yeah. i dig it um so yes this episode uh bromancing the stone we are at the uh, sandbar sports grill in coconut grove miami florida so this that-
0: show loves its florida bars
2: although this one didn't have like the cutaways of like all those bikini clad women that we've seen in other florida episodes
0: right well as we learn, this is a more affluent Part right of it's, florida. it
2: was historically a college town it has since had a renaissance it is now more affluent sophisticated etc
1: yeah um you know in fact i uh, will get into this a little bit later but uh, mia mastriani uh she went to college at what is it university of florida university of miami oh yeah i'm sorry university of miami and she went to the sandbar when she was in college.
2: Well, here's a fun fact. I tried to figure out what year she graduated. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I love a Google search. Yeah, um, yeah. You
1: are a research... Cap- Kevin, you are our effective fact checker about I am, I am. the due it's, diligence yes, behind it's, these. That's
2: why we English major in me. Um, she's known as Tall Mia in social circles. Tall cause Mia. Because she's freakishly tall she and gorgeous. Tall. However, she has hidden her age from the interwebs. You cannot find it anywhere. Really? I looked, I googled like famous U of M alumni. I looked. You cannot find it.
1: Interesting.
2: You could probably find her height and her bra size and her weight, which I did not do because I'm a lady. Can but uh, you f- can
0: you find what year she graduated? Uh, that's what I looked for. Wow. I couldn't. And that wasn't available.
2: I, I could not find it.
1: No shit. And I
2: wasted a lot of time. I mean, spent a lot of time at my spent. day job. Yeah. Spent. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know, from my boss's perspective. Invested. Yeah. Invested um, for some time.
1: I was gonna say, uh, you definitely, uh, for the sake of the show, mm-hmm. uh, did some legwork. I did. And come to find out that Mia is timeless.
2: yeah she's an angel's beauty one could say (laughs) she
1: is pretty
0: she's pretty hot she's gorgeous always been and always will be
2: but it made me wonder how long had the sandbar been in this state that was where my initial thought
0: came Mm. from. you know Mm. trying
2: to figure out it's if it hasn't changed since she graduated from college then it's like
1: well that begs the question as to whether um albert and uh matt
0: Matt the, gentile man, gen, matt <laughs> gentile <laughs> the picture of not being jewish right yeah yeah
1: <laughs> just to make sure that everyone knows matt where matt stands uh Mid-
0: middle name and not a hebe well <laughs> j
2: matthew gentile is actually his name on linkedin Oh. so i think his first name might be john i'm guessing who knows because his son was anthony john that's anyway, true. I'm getting off the off uh, point here.
1: Um, his wife's pretty hot, too. Uh, she is, yeah. Maria. She's very pretty. She was really pretty. Um, so, uh, the Sandbar Sports and Grill in Coconut Grove, a uh, suburb of Miami, Miami, Florida. Um, Albert bought the bar in 2007. And it's always so funny when the, the every episode lays up that when they first buy the bar, they crush it they make like 20 grand a second. Yeah. Like they're, you know, and then they interview and I'm like, oh man, when we opened, man, we were just killing it.
0: Lines around
2: thousand the door, $18,000 every Thursday. Yeah,
1: every Thursday, 18K, man. It's like the,
0: like the bar is a very good place for beginner's luck. It is. You but can seem to always do well in the beginning. And if you can cash out in time, you won't hit the skids.
1: It's it's one of those things where it's kind of like, I mean, uh, it's the hot new thing mm-hmm. and if it's like a brand new bar people are gonna go to because it's new it's fresh i haven't seen it before what's this and alcohol is involved you can pretty much sell anything on the front end you can sell whatever concept you want at the beginning as long as there's booze but once booze becomes kind of passe you're like oh okay i can drink anywhere what else do you have to offer me and that's where a lot of these places fall the fuck apart.
0: And this is where we need John Taffer to engineer social experiences. <laughs> this is what he says: bars still have to offer because you can drink at home, you can make cocktails at home, but you still need the social outing experience.
1: Correct. You need, uh, you know, you need to see the the crazies at the bar. You <laughs> need to, you know,
2: LED lighting. Yeah. Uh, this engineering include what is it? The butt bumper. The butt funnel. The, the but butt funnel. funnel.
1: Oh my the god, that's so funnel. much better. Uh, the butt funnel, which he made a lot of money off of. Yeah,
2: he didn't employ that in this one, though. But no, he, I mean, no. He have, yeah. I suppose.
1: There was no butt funnel uh, involved <laughs> here. Which <laughs> is just a fun, it's a fun visual to paint for all of you out there and for me as well. Like, what you know, On what levels does a butt funnel work? Uh, now, so we have what is it? Uh, so, Albert bought the bar in 2007. Uh, everything's going great. Uh life is peachy. Uh twenty ten, however, City Council, according to Albert, uh really stuck stuck it to the sandbar. Um, shortened the drinking times. I guess they shut it down to like what, one, maybe. I don't know.
0: I think it was one or two. One, two to o'clock
1: in the morning, which look it
0: should still be ample time to make your money
1: yeah you look man to lose
0: 3 or 4 hours yes that stinks but if that's what's costing you your business a lot's going bad
1: Some's going Something's bad going man because look let me tell you something uh, I'm probably doing 60 at like 1 in the morning but I can downshift and still be a part of the game and still be drinking you know? I understood
0: most of that analogy
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I think I followed you on that one. You got you you got me on that one. Like
1: you know, I'm not I'm not pounding Red Bull and vodkas at 1:30, but I'm probably flying pretty fast. So I'll take a Bud Light. You know, I'm not gonna not stop drinking, but I'm still gonna be drinking. Sure, sure. So uh, so now uh, the city council shortened the drinking time, however, was giving out 24-hour liquor licenses to other places around the city, which...
0: Does seem like he was kind of getting shafted.
1: Sounds like he got the short end of the stick, man.
0: Or didn't understand how to apply for a 24-hour liquor license.
1: <laughs> there's that.
0: Yeah, there's that.
1: There's there's that little layer of that story that didn't quite make it make it so. Um, so... Uh, th- the bar starts to hit the skids enter Matt I'm not a hebe gentile uh, he comes on the scene who is the restaurant arm of this operation who has experience in the restaurant game um he saw it as an opportunity. He's like, you know, I really like, think I could turn this around. There's a good restaurant here. I could see this turning into a good restaurant. Um he then went into debt, hundred and fifty K.
0: Second mortgage on the house, right? Second yeah. mortgage
1: on the house, got a baby boy on uh I don't know if he had the baby boy when he bought in,
0: but No, the baby looked pretty young. Yeah. But like- herein lies the great emotional hook that all great episodes need. We're doing this for the family. Yep this is yeah. what the rescue's all about. Taffer game. laid it out.
2: He said, I'm doing this for you and your family. Like, fuck Albert. Not in those words exactly, but this was the emotional connection. And certainly yeah. for me, I was, f- for yeah, him. I was rooting. Yeah, I was
1: rooting. I was definitely on Matt's side. Albert really pissed me the fuck off because oh, yeah. there was definitely just a lot of, like, you just look in his eyes and I'm just like, God, you're such not, why? I don't understand.
0: I'm sure we will hit the multiple levels of douchery that he hits. Uh, yeah, throughout these, the episode. These
1: last couple episodes, there's just been a lot of fuckboys who've been owning bars, who've just been like, "Ah, John doesn't know shit." Now, I don't know if the I don't know if the the producers of the show are doing it on purpose because they want people like me to be like fuck that guy <laughs> john yell at him because yeah. he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about but they did introduce matt's story and you're like all right i can get behind this yeah. he's got a kid and he's genuinely trying to make this work well well, not well, genuinely right i take he it back says he
0: is but however the producer set this up as much as experience as he says he has none of it seems to be employed mm. all of the, everything seems to be going to crap and where sometimes we have episodes where the owner is a complete like, egomaniac and in possessive control. This guy is really passive, Albert. And it seemed like Matt had the opportunity to step in and do some things. And everything just seems to still go to crap. So I'm curious how much Matt really put into this bar.
1: He's, I mean, look, if Albert is a zero on a scale of one to ten, ten being John, zero being Albert. I'd say Matt would fall at like a three like he's th- there's a pulse there's a faint there's a pulse beat.
0: yeah he has the intent well he seemed very sincere
2: which was what appealed to me like i i genuinely i mean the kid and the wife aside like he seemed defeated but still resolved if that makes any sense yeah. whereas albert was just completely indifferent just kind of bought a bar because it seemed like fun you know i i I respected Matt's professionalism, even if we didn't see that much of it. Although he did with, well, I'm getting ahead with the recon team, but I think he, he does try to please the customer.
1: Yeah. Yes. There was was some service recovery that he was trying to do. Um, So we come to find out that uh, this joint is losing 7,000 a month. And that's not flying clearly because they've got about two months left on the place as a whole if they are keeping up this fuckery. Um, now, what further compounds this scenario is that uh, Albert loves playing fantasy football.
0: Oh, so much. That's his game. It's That's his favorite thing to do. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as we'll see,
1: at one point, John goes, well, maybe if you f- concentrated more on the bar instead of fantasy football, we wouldn't be here, would we? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, John, if John wants to cut straight to your heart, Mm. He can and will. He knows an off ramp. He'll get straight to you as a person. So, um, so we put a, uh, So that's when we get introduced to the team. Uh, we got Mia Mastriani, who is the al- the cocktail expert. Who, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, was timeless, she, ageless, ageless do woman. That, do
0: we think that maybe how badly everything is going down at this bar? Maybe that's what made her want to become a bartender and serve excellent drinks she's like I see how bad it is here mm. I must start my life mission to make sure this is corrected
2: well she actually started out as a server ah. um, right out of University of Miami she was serving tables and because she was better at chatting with the customers and forming relationships they threw her behind the bar and as oh. it turned out she excelled and here we are eight episodes of bar rescue later Mia is tall Mia you know master mixologist Wow
1: and that and that is the that's the elevator pitch of mia as a whole what what is i mean i wonder what her what was what's her regular gig do we know like what do we have that uh
0: i believe they say in the i believe they say sometimes like she's like the representative for a certain brand or she's like the master mixologist for a group i thought she was at like,
2: like a soho something bar in la
0: so something tells me when you get to this level, you can hold multiple posts. Oh yeah, he's man. winner of the
2: national speed rack competition. Yeah, huh. mm-hmm. multiple times, <laughs>
0: a couple times over. <laughs> you ain't
1: fucking with Mia, Mia. I was, sidebar: um, I don't. Know, we haven't. I don't think we did this episode, but there's this episode where uh, I forget. You guys probably know better than me, but the dude that owns a place won't hire women. That's right. He said and one of the
2: reasons is because he says they're short and they
0: can't reach things.
1: Short. The and tall Mia
0: and i think he also said generally slower than men slower yep. than
1: men and that's when john of course being the gentleman that he is is like you're really gonna fucking talk down to women hey let's do a competition mia that was you so vers- and she smoked him and didn't even say a word She's just like I have nothing to say to you as a person.
0: It was just you three drinks in a row, and that was it. And the guy tried to make so many excuses, like, "Well, I, I dropped the tumbler, and I I dro- I knocked over a glass." Like, nah, yeah, that's dog. Why you're not a professional. Nah, dog. You're, you're just. Not, like, call
1: Mia. You're unbelievably incompetent, and Mia, you know this uh, lady over here was able to smoke you and not even look in your direction. So, whatever episode that was, fuck that guy. Get your shit together. Um. So, uh, that's Mia's intro and then we meet gavin murphy who is our restaurant tour who oh. as i was as i read his little bio tom brady's sh- personal chef
2: yeah. james cameron cindy crawford yeah, yeah i don't think he works in a restaurant right now he has this healthy irishman catering company so he mostly does like he's the chef to the stars
0: he does have a wonderful irish bro yes he, is he does just a delight to listen to oh,
1: yeah so he, I, I felt, uh, I felt a little at ease. I felt like maybe, I felt like he was speaking Guinness to me. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Everything's fu- gonna
0: be okay. Guinness yeah. just just pours out of him. Ah, uh, laddie,
1: alcohol. it's gonna be fine. Um,
0: uh, if we may back up to just a moment, uh, I had a note of when they were panning outside of to show what the bar looked like, right? And the out front, you know, there's the horrible like. S- aluminum grating, yeah. crappy neon sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. What theme they were going for. But they did do a close up of a sign they had out front that says, Get rescued from ordinary food. <laughs> Which, as soon as I saw that, goes, I think they're going the other way with this. Oh, man. I don't think you're on bar rescue with extraordinary food.
1: No. Well,
2: apparently they have, and they no. didn't allude to it in the episode. I wish they had this five pound burrito challenge. And I think if you eat an entire five-pound burrito by yourself, you get, like, a T-shirt and, you know, the sandbar fame. But that would have been something. Yeah. I would have liked to have witnessed that. Why well, I mean, they,
0: they? should have addressed you that. Would so think. It's fun to, like, up challenges. I,
2: yeah.
1: E- Man, you would think uh, the definition of fame. God damn. Yeah. Do you a wanna be burrito? known as that slovenly individual who ate a five pound burrito?
0: Whatever it takes Woo! to get my picture on a wall. Uh, <laughs> if I can't get it in New York Comedy Club, I will I am for sandbars. Fair <laughs> enough,
1: man. Look, you know, sometimes you gotta readjust the aim. You know what I mean? Um, so we meet Gavin, we meet Mia, and then as we cut throughout, we see that Albert doesn't know shit uh he walks around just completely oblivious to what's going on really focused on how his fantasy football team's doing um and just has let this place fall into fucking disrepair um we get a little snapshot of donny the server who seems to have his heart in the
0: game mm-hmm. like he's shakira looks sassy yeah yeah right. shakira
1: who uh as we come to find out doesn't know how to make an old-fashioned which not even a little not even no. slightly close um uh that well then we uh we meet the decoys, I'm sorry, let me back up, uh, we meet the decoys Mac and Nick from the uh radio their radio show hosts, yes, and uh clearly know about the bar game. it's great that if you have some sort of uh credit regardless of what it is you now are now equipped to be a decoy
0: oh you mean like if you created at midnight correct correct <laughs> you, can, you clearly know how drinks are supposed to taste and food is supposed to come out it's great
1: well yeah and you know well in mac and nick's case uh they knew the miami scene they were uh you know
0: but great that they're incognito enough that no one would recognize them outside of the radio booth
1: yeah, exactly. They, they had no clue. No yeah. one no one knew. No one knew at all. Um, so they walk in, um, and then that's when the decoy begins, and the hidden cameras are spying. Um, and then we find out that the orange juice is coming out of a gun. Ugh. And that sends Mia into a fury. Uh, orange juice ain't supposed to come out of a gun. They're in the heart of Florida. I think they'd have access to oranges. One Some would think. One yeah. would go so far as to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd assume. You'd go out on a limb. And they didn't have it. Um, the beer is flat. Beer was flat. Um, Which
2: I love that Taffer just says, you know, beer is so scientific.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> you know if it's not at 39 degrees or colder then the oxygen goes away and it falls flat I just I don't know I love his little lessons um, yeah
0: there's I had a flat beer last over the weekend and I was so sad and disappointed and I knew as soon as I ordered it at the bar I was like I should have gone with like a cocktail or just a wine or something simpler like, or a bottled beer or mm. a bottle. bottle I
2: haven't had a glass of beer since the last time we recorded mm. yeah I'm done I think I'm done with taps yeah
1: you really gotta like find a i guess i don't know man it's i i want to say if you go to like a brewery of sort i feel like you might be better off mm-hmm. with the lines being clean but if yeah you hit a dive bar those lines ain't gonna be clean mm-hmm. yeah i will.
0: i've learned a lot doing the show with you too
1: <laughs> yeah man you'll uh you'll poop yourself that's just yeah. a thing that'll happen uh
0: and that did sorry to get too personal
1: but no i mean that's you know look this is uh this is all transparency here people (laughs) need to know what the deal is learn from our mistakes when it comes to our bar experiences uh so uh they uh so that's when mac and uh i don't know if it's mac or nick uh order an old-fashioned and shakira's like got me you you want to walk me through that and um this is this is a great part where uh, John calls Nick brother. He goes, oh, yes.
0: "Don't eat that, brother." <laughs> it sounded like <laughs> a wrestling term. Yeah, like, well, right? Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hulk
1: Hogan called everybody brother.
0: It, you know, was, uh, those two had ordered the uh, fish, and it came out rubbery and undercooked. Correct, and then they uh, got the. F- did they get the fajitas? They got the fajitas, which were smoking. I can't believe that didn't set off the fire alarm. Correct. I and mean, this was a funny scene of Matt, not a heap Gentiles, saying, all right, guys, this is where his restaurant experience comes in. What can we give them that's good? Well,
2: no, it which was. Is, it worries me that we can't think of three things that won't make them sick. Yes. Not even good. What will not make them sick? Well, well, and you just hear the entire kitchen staff going, um, uh, uh, well, uh, maybe the fajitas... And then you know we see the fajitas come out. They look disgusting, and it's—I mean, I'm sure rubbery chicken. Like you see
1: them like playing rubber Uh, band, like flinging it around. And now, of course, one would then ask, "Where's Albert? (laughs) What's he up to while this is all hitting the fan?" Well, Albert is in the back playing fantasy football on the computer, which. Always delightful to watch whenever these situations happen. They blur the computer screen so you can't... Yeah, we don't want
0: to see his personal information. (laughs) Yeah, you don't don't want to divulge that.
1: You don't want to get Albert's business out there in the street like that. But yeah, Albert is busy toiling away at his fantasy football empire and in the meantime fajitas come out like rubber bands and it's just a billowing plume smoke that's flowing up from the table now that's when uh john gavin mia walk in
2: yeah john's like we're going in mia you go straight to the bar gavin you go straight to the kitchen let's catch them with their pants down yes
0: good ambush
1: and ambush they do um Walk in. Mia's like, This is fucking disgusting. Gavin's like, This is also fucking disgusting. And this is when John goes to Albert Do you know how to 10 bar? Nope. Do you know how to cook? Nope. What do you know, Albert?
2: <laughs> what? What are you doing here other than taking up space?
1: Oof.
0: Yeah. We had a lot of good digs at oh, Albert. Man. It was just a wonderful which, hour
1: for that. Which, I mean. He total as most situations, he totally has him dead to rights. It's
0: like, yo, man, you don't know, you are not offering anything to the table at this point. There's a point. I forget if it's this conversation or the next conversation where Albert gets frustrated and goes like, "Well, what am I even doing here then? Maybe I should just go." And Taffer goes, "Maybe you should." (laughs) Yeah, and you just see Albert go, "Oh shit." Bluff got called. Yeah. Well, like, what's. Like,
1: and that's what now infuriates me about Albert is like, what sort of leverage do you think you have in this situation? Like, John doesn't own that bar. You're. It's no skin off his back if you're like, what? maybe I should just leave. Well, this is your bar, or asshole. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> if you walk away, I'm John Taffer. I'm loaded. I right? make
0: this. John Taffer's like, I will make this bar profitable, and if that means cutting your shitty salary and putting that salary to someone who's worthwhile, that's it. That's what. I, that's what
1: I'll do. But you can't threaten me by leaving your own bar. <laughs>
0: that's like,
1: ridiculous. What, what sort of just? That's such an infantile like passive aggressive i don't know what just well maybe i'll just leave and then you'll just be uh stuck here shut up get out of my face
0: if we can go back to how gross the bar and kitchen were because i oh had some man. great notes stuff yeah i've never heard of before uh, the yeah. cans in the cooler which a was full of melted ice so there was just floating in water mm-hmm. had mold on the bottoms of the cans
1: which I never? didn't even
0: know that could happen me either
1: well i would think if you have stagnant water like if the ice completely melts and then it's left at room temperature something's bound yeah. to grow in that water be it mold which is now on the back or on the bottom of the can and that's now going to go in your drink because that's all floating in that fucking water Jeez. so Mia is you know a, and she I love Mia because she's so sarcastic when she's like, "Ooh, this is my favorite part of this bar <laughs> 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 I hope you're all excited to see this. Hey, come check this out, drinkers. And she's something t-
2: like, "Oh, I think you guys might find some friends in your cocktails' and she shows yes, like the bottle the with the bugs,
1: yeah, man, she's like, "Ooh, there's a big one right under here, man. oh it's the that's the worst She's, man
0: she keeps a good attitude about hating on bars
1: oh but it's just so patronizing i love it it's yeah. just, just so so fucking great
2: and then in the kitchen there was like they showed like sad lobster and like bacteria on the cutting board but then they like dumped this ice thing and yes. it was not recognizable it was just a globe of like and with like uh, pink it almost looked like pink baby toys or something
0: i like no, no
1: one could say what it was i wrote
0: down gum and hairballs frozen together i have no yeah, idea have what no that idea. could be it, and it, no one Else
1: new. it looked like the only real like to, to translate it to actual food or whatever the fuck it was is, is it looked like uh uh like a vegetable medley, we have okay. like cauliflower and broccoli,
2: radishes and maybe. What, grad- what's pink in that
1: though? Bad carrots maybe. I don't know. It, I don't know. it was oh, just. Idea. It looked like a vegetable Ugh. medley that had been frozen and fucked to shit. Like Ugh. that's Ugh. ultimately what that is.
0: And also, as we've learned from other episodes, you always date your bins. No dates no anywhere. Dates. No clue how long those had been frozen and dried out.
1: Nah, man. We don't know shit about that place. And then uh, we find out. Um, Uh, Albert's been there for five years and hasn't learned anything and John calls him out like you you know you've been here five years and you've not learned a fucking thing about your bar what are you doing here and Albert of course doesn't have a fucking remotely decent answer the
0: the answer that only the the people without answers can say I show up I care I'm here every day ish (laughs)
1: So the fuck what, man? I could show up at Starbucks and not work there, but I am show up at Starbucks every day, right? Yeah. Fuck out of here. So that's when uh, uh, John says, shut it down.
2: When this place is clean, I'll come back.
1: Yep. And see, and that's a legitimate threat like that's a leverage point he doesn't
2: have to come back
1: he definitely doesn't have to come back and he can help you like he's the one who knows his shit you don't know anything albert so um that's when when we come back uh uh we listen to albert and john go back and forth and albert's always right like he's just right like he knows what's going on the
0: beautiful thing about these owners
1: they just know it man they've they've got they i mean they're however many thousands in the hole you know just losing money they're not getting a crowd in the bar but they got it
0: in this conversation though we get uh our second emotional through line where at the staff meeting where he talks to Shakira and asks Mm -hmm. how she's doing and he oh he asks who has kids and a lot of people in the bar raise their hands right and he asks this very pointed question has anyone here had to say no to their kids Yeah. about something? Shakira raises her hand, and John was like, how often? And she goes, too many times.
1: More often than I'd like
0: to. More often than I'd like to, yes.
2: And he said, how does that make you feel? And she says, like shit.
0: I feel oh. like shit. Boom, second emotional through line. We got to buoy how miserable and horrible Albert is.
1: Yeah, and so that being said uh this is my one of my personal favorite lines and i don't know if john has a team of writers or he's just that good i'd like to think that he's that good for the sake of the show but this is just too clever um this is a rundown dump and you're the mayor of that dump (laughs) so good (laughs) so 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 great we only want a living wage we will write for you yeah we're and you got three capable people here who will gladly throw these fucking snarky terrible Lines at these guys, and that was the one where I'm just like, yeah, this is fucking
0: great. This is gonna be a good episode. This I is making up for the absence of uh, what was his name from Loggers and Liars? Kevin, the great oh, barbecue Kevin chef. Bledsoe. Yeah, Oh, Kevin Bloodso. So yeah, Kevin. I want him back badly. Oh, bring him back, Spike. Oh yes, you
1: know, if you're listening, Spike, we again we're pleading, pleading to you. Oh,
0: Mia and Kevin Bloodso would be the oh. ultimate dream team of. Mm. So good.
1: Just absolute condescending and but see the thing is is like Kevin I think Kevin's a little smoother than Mia when it comes to like Motivation and galvanizing, Mia just will cut, like, Mia's cutting you at the knee.
2: Yep.
1: You know, where Kevin's just like, you know, come on, come on, pimp, get your shit together. You know, and it, like, I, you feel like Kevin's more on your side than me.
2: Yeah, it's like well meaning sass. Whereas Correct. Mia's just like, gonna lay you down.
1: She's gonna just drop you off the cliff and be like, you should, I hope you can fly. <laughs> and if you can't, then you're fucked. Um, so we have the meeting and, uh, Everything's gone to shit. John's like, this is a mess. He's talking to Matt and basically talking business with Matt. I'm Just like, if I give you eighty thousand dollars right now, I know you bought in for hundred and fifty. If I give you eighty right now, would you walk? He's like, yes. If I give you seventy, would you walk? Yes.
0: That is huge. If you're willing that to take terrifying. half
1: of what you spent on this just to cut your losses. Like you have absolutely no faith in Albert at all. Or the teamwork or the synergy that doesn't exist. Like, you fuck this place, right? So.
0: There is no bromancing going on. Not no. even a little bit. This is no. it. This is it. There's a, there's a long way to go before there's any bromance.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Um, So that's when we have our, our meeting. Uh, so we've, I'm sorry, we finish the meeting. And then Mia is trying to teach everyone how to bartend. Oh, yes. This was such a good scene.
0: Wow. sorry to whisper i don't know if that got picked up but it, oh, it just makes me so oh. happy i have to whisper like a perv that's fine a uh, little pervy but a little pervy yeah um albert texting during the training tutorial yeah just blatantly ignoring just
2: not doing.
1: even listening to anything i have written in my notes albert is a complete fuckface face in his hopes to learn how to bartend yes he just complete
0: <laughs> fucking... But d- I, not at all that I want to be, set, be on record saying in his defense, but we do get a little bit of humor out of Albert that is good humor for the episode. When Mia calls him back to make the drink, and he is fucking up every step of the way. Everything is a three-quarter ounce Three-quarter ounce. But he's watched bar rescue he knows what mia likes he goes i don't know how to make a cocktail but i smile right i smile while i shake i'm like all right that shows some knowledge somewhere in there some humanity
1: but here's what i wonder though because even mia laughs even yes, mia laughed s- at that here's what i'm wondering though about that and i don't know if this is my cynicism was he just being that condescending to her like oh should i smile doing that almost
0: entirely yeah I believe it was entirely condescending. Oh, yeah, he was fucking with her for sure. Yeah. But it still shows knowledge of the show and knowledge of Mia. Like, he's either done his research or happened to catch an episode prior and knows her MO. Like, she's what? all about presentation. When Yo, man, talk. what
1: gall you must have to completely fuck up all of this, right? like three quarter ounce vodka three quarter like and finally it's like not everything is a three quarter ounce i don't understand why we keep going back to this like you're clearly not understanding what the fuck to do right and then to have the gall to be like oh should i smile during this to make
0: fun of her to make fun of her
1: yo man albert's a i'm telling you he's a fuck face man
0: i was impressed she didn't punch him with the uh with the glass
1: she should have man The shaker.
0: What amazed
2: me then, so she she makes the proper hurricane, she introduces it to the staff, she has them try it, and Albert just goes, well, I wouldn't order it. Not, this is good, but it's not my thing. Just, I wouldn't order it. I was like, blown away! And yeah. then she here hear her go,
1: weird! Yeah! <laughs> weird. But then then weird. she's like,
2: Shakira, your thoughts? And Shakira's like, I don't even like hurricanes and this is amazing. And I was like, that's the appropriate response. Yeah,
1: And it's it's one of the things where it's like, and Mia points it out, is that they're making, they're using all fresh ingredients, which is why this tastes so much better than orange juice out of a fucking gun, but because Albert is such a just asshole, he's like, oh, I wouldn't order that. Shut up. Like, you're, you're such a dick. Ju- you're such a dick and you know that you don't know shit, but you just can't concede to Mia that she knows her shit, and she's act, like...
0: He's trying th- to stand strong behind the wall of dick. Yeah. And it's not working.
1: Such a terrible visual to have in yeah. that situation so then we we cut to the kitchen and gavin's whipping up a ceviche which looked fucking dope yeah all the food on there looks fucking amazing but this looked really good and the kitchen was on board for it because yeah they don't know shit but i think matt was able to at atle- admit to his shortcoming
0: like, matt yeah this is what i respected about matt not a heap Gentiles. He was like, I'm looking for all the help I can get to make this work. I think because he's so desperate to get out, it's either, get, you know, it's fight or flight. Yeah. And if he's not going to flight, he's going to fight to make this work. And he's, and he's, and he's got to fight, man. And
1: he's got a kid, man. He just got a kid. He's got a dope looking wife. I mean, she ain't trying to. She ain't trying to listen to. I, uh, you know, I'll get the money next week. That ain't that ain't her mo. She's a good looking chick, man. I'm
0: not Fuck saying that. she's a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke. I saw That's what she did on. there. Yeah.
1: I saw what she did there. Rachel doles out what it went the other way. <laughs> now, uh, Albert <laughs> is. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we we cut to the stress test. Where we're like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna make. And the stress test is jamming they're they're crushing it thing life's great um now that's when things kind of start to fall off the wheel fall off the the axles uh albert you seem slowly start to talk fantasy football while he's working um he's making one drink at a time and
0: not even well and, and poorly. not even well. yeah
1: not even well
0: meanwhile Shakira no, i have the note he makes two while shakira knocks out 12 yeah,
2: Shakira was
1: incredible. Taking care that's of that's incredible. It's and I mean we obviously know the direction we're going here. Um, either Matt's incredible. I'm sorry, Albert's incredibly slow, or Shakira's incredibly fast. I think uh, it's both. You yep. think it's both?
0: I think uh, I have a note. Albert is the most passive aggressive owner I've seen. I think he did a lot of this shit deliberately. Which is so insane because it's your fucking right. business. He he happily leaves when he's kicked out of the bar for being too bad. He's so happy to go back to talking fantasy football. Yeah, and he I, just
2: says, I've been relieved of my duties. like, oh, What? So distasteful. Yeah.
0: What? So infuriating. Can
2: we talk about the kitchen for a second? Yeah, Because yeah. the kitchen starts to go to shit. And Gavin, I wish I could do it, Irish brogue. says, it's like the Three Stooges being led by Bird and Ernie. Yes. <laughs>
0: Oof. Whomp, just a whomp. disaster. But they were trying. They were all Matt, earnestly hey were man, trying. Hey, man, they were
1: trying. Matt was putting forth that that effort, man. So, uh, uh, so yeah. John pulls pulls Albert off the floor, and then you know Albert's just running his face about fantasy football, and then um, that's when John loses his shit, and he's just like, Albert still doesn't get it. Like, he just is that fucking clueless. So John's like, I'm, I'm what we're walking. If you're not going to get your shit together, we're out. And this is, again, like, it, it amazes me the level of uh, fuckery that Albert displays. Because Albert's shocked that Matt wants out. He's blown yeah, away. He seems
0: so blindsided. What, what do you want out of this great palace of shit?
1: I have built this place with just heaping piles of shit, and you want to leave? Yeah, Albert. He does want to fucking leave. I thought we were bros. You are not bromancing and yeah. shit, dog. So then John calls a meeting, and he's just like, you know, you got to... You got to figure this out, man. You got, like, there's some work that you guys need to do together before we can go further.
0: Couples counseling, man. Yeah. yeah. One of of his many skill sets.
1: Just so many hats that John T. wears. And one of those is just bringing two people, working it out, man. He'll just cut through and say, look, you need this. You need this. Get it. You need each other.
2: Don't say it to me. Say it to him. Yep. Yeah. that was a <laughs> great line.
1: <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, uh,
0: so then, um, in, five, in a two-minute conversation, we get we get the bromance that we've all been looking for, which is the miracle. The which is the miracle of
1: television. I mean, I often call it the Law and Order SVU effect. In that, normally the cases that Law and Order has would take like a year but they're solved in an hour uh the, the the rift between these two guys is solved in two minutes yeah there's a failing business they basically have stopped talking to each other but you just sit down with old john and you get it together you get it together like
0: yeah you're right and that's it
1: and that's it which is so it's just a miracle of television
0: it's just it's special now, That's why, one of the many reasons I love this favored show,
1: it's just, you know, you, you ha- it's, it's such a delightful way of suspending belief about what's going on, you know? Um, so the uh, and this is actually a really cool part of the show where I was like, oh, this is great. I would love to figure out how this works or have a drink like this. But they're revealing the drinks and they have like an ice, a sphere of ice, which made out of fruit punch made out of fruit punch which is so
0: cool and like how do they and another great blue blueprint diagram as they walk us through why spherical ice is better than cubed ice because as having a higher uh, surface the, the, to volume the ratio. lowest surface to volume ratio uh, of all the geometric figures it melts slower mm-hmm. and, and so it, it won't raise dilute the drink
1: it won't dilute the drink because the the slow melting ice creates more water the water then dilutes the drink and it looks super cool and it looks really cool That's man pretty. it looked like a cool drink to
0: have they do sell spherical ice makers i've seen them on ebay and various marketplaces no, no shit. yeah yeah you just fill it up with water and close the cover yep. throw it in and you have no shit ice. man
1: mm-hmm. i you know if i was cool enough to have uh a hot party in my apartment i'd get one of those things
0: you know what i mean time to invest in that before the next big party
1: yeah i think so man i want to uh make some capital investment uh we'll we'll see though let me get the wall mount uh
0: i start with the wall mount build up to the spherical ice just a
1: little delve into my personal life listeners uh i have a wall mount uh, uh for my television it's a uh fully fully rotational So, you know, wherever you're at in the apartment, you can see the television. And I got a shelf that um, I stained in polyurethane today. And that's going to go up as well. So once we get that project taken care of, then we can move move on to spherical ice. I I don't want to overwhelm myself here. Uh, So...
0: You, you got to space out the summer project. Yeah. you to do everything in one weekend and be like, well,
1: what am I going
2: to do the rest of the summer?
1: Nah, nah. Fuck that, man. This is a long summer.
0: Who has time to
2: pour water into an ice mold? <laughs> with, all, with all you got going on. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you win this round, Cap.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll give that to you. So uh, that's when we get introduced to the two signature drinks the citrus teeny and the hot rock lava. Um,.
0: Which is the update on the hurricane? Correct, a, a classier, adult-friendly version of said hurricane.
1: Yeah, it's really gonna uh uh, sp- it's gonna jazz it up a little bit. It's not gonna, you know, oh, what is this kids drink? Yeah, um, so now and then, this is actually a kind of a uh, uh, it reminds me a lot. This uh, scenario reminds me a lot of like CVS self-checkout. Thing Mm -hmm. where you have the hot rock, Mm -hmm. you cook your own food. So I'm selling you the idea of cooking your own food, and you're cool with it because you're taking that agency. Even though
0: I had gone to a restaurant, so that you could cook me, so that (laughs) I don't have
1: to do this. But you now cook, and one of the people at the restaurant, they cut a little uh, clip of him, and he's just like, "You get to cook it how you want it, man. It's all about you." Like, um. it is, but not the way that most people would want it to be. But
0: uh, now I understand it from the business side. Is This is a good way, if the kitchen's under a lot of pressure and it's not a well-oiled kitchen to get out food quickly, just to plate stuff up and get it out to the customers to do it themselves does significantly ease the pressure on them. So that is a nice business, like a savvy business move
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's just like cvs having the self-checkout like oh, it's
2: very like korean barbecue you know that sort of, which i'm not a huge fan of because i like people to cook for me but some people are into it so so be it there
1: yeah and hey more power to you man uh you know that's that's how that's how you roll that's how you roll now um you know we we do our uh we do our remodel uh, that's Catherine's favorite part because John. But
2: we didn't see it this time. We yeah. see the Taff mark up the blueprint with a black marker with the staff. I never saw him in the
0: hat. Did you see, see him the in the hat? hat? We didn't see the flannel shirt. I no. love casual John. Get, it's my favorite moment. John. I was so upset. No. Although, I, although I did note, I loved when he marks. We don't really see what he says to them. We just see him go. He lays out the blueprint, and then it cuts to. And that's what I'm gonna do. Wait, let me do my best Taffer. And that's what I'm gonna do. Oh, that is about what he <laughs> That sounds- wasn't
2: even Nixon. I <laughs> do not even know who
0: that was. But yeah. at the end the blueprint looked like a four-year-old had gotten to it. Like there were just like circles and lines everywhere and I don't understand what was clear about what he was going to do. There's
1: only one person who understood that.
0: And that was Taffer. That's
1: John Taffer, man. it's just like it'd be like if you tried to read like uh, like Mozart's like notes, you'd be like, I don't know what the fuck this means. But if you listen to him, you see him dictate those notes. It's beautiful.
0: All you need to know is Taffer and Mozart. They got mm-hmm. it under control. Right, right.
1: Like and like Eminem. Like if you look at his uh, rhyme book, it's lot like he writes words down the lot side of the page and they loop back around. And he's the only person who knows how to read it. Mm. But if you listen to him rap, it's like, oh wow, that's some brilliant. You really know how to string words together. So, John, very much the same. I'm lumping them into the
0: category of genius.
1: Um, So
0: Eminem and John Taffer. Oh, the trifecta! Trifecta! Yeah.
1: What What an amazing trifecta! So um, then we have the big reveal: Uh, the Hot Rock Bar and Grill. One, two, three. Cut to commercial. And then the Hot Rock Bar and Grill. And as always, the staff falls in love. It's mandatory that one staff member cries.
0: Yes. One
1: has to cry when the bar is revealed, which is always so, again, pulls at the heartstrings because, you know, you invest a lot of emotion into a bar and you work there and it's like, I want this place to crush it. And, you know, usually you have a lot of your eggs in one basket for this place to work, which is always so crazy to me because, like... I don't know. I got a lot of friends who work in bars, and the bar industry as a whole is pretty fickle. Like, uh, you know, you have, like, I I have, out of all my bartending friends, I think one of them, after seven years, is still bartending in the same place. And it's like, whoa, they didn't kill you yet? (laughs) They normally will kill you at some point. But anyway uh we uh, we <laughs> learn about the hot rock bar and grill uh and then that's when we meet matt's hot ass wife marie like- we we saw clips of her like in the beginning I was like oh she's pretty hot and then we actually get to like see her and I'm like yeah man good for you man that's a good pull yeah and then uh
0: taffer with that a baby adorable. taffer with a baby that was adorable i could not handle it and he tickles with his oh. giant little finger
1: yo man oh. that guy is just a lot of heart and oh. a lot of fire man I, it, you know what? It doesn't surprise me that he's good with kids.
2: Well, he has kids.
1: Well, not only well, just because he has kids doesn't mean well, he's good with them. <laughs> hey, man, I know a lot of motherfuckers who got kids and ain't good with them <laughs> at all. In <laughs> fact, they're terrible. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me that just the level of passion that he has I'm telling you, it swings the other and way. And respect
0: for family. And but, yes,
1: family man. Mm-hmm. You know, they always
0: will get some rile to do a rescue. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for the family. So, when he gets to see the family and make the family be on a successful track, that's what gives him the most joy. Oh, yeah, man. And, and he's like saying big emotions, a lot of hate and anger also correlates to a lot of love and a love. A
1: lot of love, man. A lot of love. You see
2: Matt with his baby, and what surprised me, he says, See all this. This is going to be yours one day, buddy. And I was like, Wow, how well, you've done quite a, a, an evolution here Yeah. Wanting to run away to, I'm going to pass this on to my son. Which
1: I think, you know, I think that really manifested itself in just John laying it out on the line, be like, all right, so this is going to work, this is going to work, this is going to work. You guys can do this. You know, he gave him that little kick in the butt and was just like, all right, let's do this shit, let's make it real. and so he's like, yeah, I can do this shit. Um, so my favorite, well, one of my other favorite parts is Matt, uh, introduces, uh, his hot ass wife and his son, Anthony, John, to which John immediately fires back with, That's a good middle name. You got there. <laughs> that's right. Yep. That's right. John it is, that's a great name. <laughs> so then, yeah, let like me say, you know, it cuts to John holding the baby and being a human. And you're just like, Oh my God, this guy's a great guy, man. I'm telling you, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a, he's a child of God. uh, So uh, we cut to the the opening, the opening of the Hot Rock Bar and Grill.
0: The owners are in suits. In suits. Matt is wearing a bow tie because bow ties are cool and I respect that. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by everything I just said, Jim. I <laughs> Not every man can
2: wear a bow tie, so nah, that's I can do it successfully, I do have respect. Yes. For them.
1: I, I would I had no doubt that you stood by that, man. No doubt at all. <laughs> and Kat's right, there's people who can pull off a bow tie ensemble and you know, more power to them.
0: Albert could not pull off a bow tie. No. Albert can't pull
1: off shit, man. He's lucky yeah. Matt stuck out with him. Just to be I'm still not on board for him. Fuck him. Uh, and, and I know that they work through it and everything, but just there's, I just can't a lot get. To go. I can't get the look, his look out of my face at the beginning of just like I don't understand what the problem is.
2: Like he has like resting dick face. Yes, yeah, is what mm-hmm. it is.
0: That's rdf a
1: part of it. It's got rdf. So you heard uh, it here first. Yeah, resting dick face, man. Fuck that guy. Um, so then uh, the 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 opening night. Everything's crushing it. We find out the ticket times six minutes,
0: which is unheard of in bar rescue. That is the l- shortest ticket time I've ever heard of. Until you remember, they're not doing cook; it's raw they're food. They're not cooking. Yeah, they they're are just heating up rocks and bringing that out.
1: That's it. They may man. have one or
0: two cooked items. They, yeah, they, they never they, have never right. show the full menu. Right, but for the most part, you know, their big featured item. They're not cooking, they just have to send it out.
1: No, nope, just sending out that raw slab. You cook that shit yourself yep. and you're good to go, do all man. That
0: prep before you even open, get mm-hmm. all that shit marinating, tasty to go.
1: And you're good, man. So then as as every as we're firing in all cylinders, uh, Matt and Albert are standing there, just like this is dope. And then John comes over and he's like, In an hour, you guys just made two grand. How about that?
0: I love that feature in the newer episodes. If you go to the older episodes, they don't do that. He just goes, well, this is success. Congratulations. Good luck. But I really like that they're able to pull that stat. I don't know yeah. how or from where. I don't know how quickly POS works. Listen, oh, of course, they have the POS systems. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to.
1: We have. Uh, There's a lot of friends uh, at Bev POS,
2: Retention, POS, uh, the, the keg skins, yeah. lifetime subscription to Partender, all yeah.
0: these things, and his own John Taffer Bar HQ app. That's right.
1: Yep. I mean, it wouldn't be an episode if he didn't plug it. It wouldn't be. So, uh, and that's you know, and that's great because you know what? They were in the hole They were losing seven grand a month. And the fact that they could get, like, a little over a third of that in an hour, dope. Good yeah. for you. Uh, well, good for Matt. I'm still not on board for Albert. Yeah, fuck, him. fuck him. I'm really glad that Matt and his hot-ass wife and what I'm assuming will be a hot kid. I hope. I don't know. We'll see how the genes spill out. But right. hopefully that kid's hot and he'll take down cocktail waitresses right. two at a time. <laughs> who knows? bi race uh, isn't
0: always that great when one of the races is white.
1: Uh, that's not true. I'm doing great. Not
0: always. You yeah, are. Yeah, look at Search right
1: I'm crushing it, man. Not always. Uh,
0: Jim Gym- Search is doing terrific. Yeah, yeah man. Is.
1: Shit, man. I'm doing fucking fantastic. So, uh, but yeah, best of luck to uh Matt and his hot wife, and hopefully their hot kid. Uh, now after three months, uh, they made three hundred ninety-seven thousand. If I if I read that correctly. Yep. And And, just as a nice little aside, in case we were so curious, Albert won $2,500 in his fantasy football league because I needed to know that.
0: Which just goes to show, you really can't have it all. (laughs) No. If you have Taffer, you can do it. I wanted to know how Matt and his hot wife were doing. There were updates about him and his second mortgage. I want to know if they're paying off these debts. Which I assume they are, but that's the update I want to hear rather than how he's doing in his shitty... Football League. Well, yeah, was, fuck that. I, I was
2: curious if Matt was still there. Um, uh, so I went did, did on his LinkedIn call? page. Well, I thought about it. But I yeah, went I was going to say, what's, what's, today, what's the follow-up? L. Matthew Gentile. And he's still there um, as the sandbar owner because they didn't keep the name Um, so he's still there but what I love is the summary like your tagline at the top of your LinkedIn profile it says always looking for a new opportunity (laughs) so ladies and gentlemen I think Matt Gentile can be recruited is what yeah, is what we've learned. He, from if that.
1: you if you want to buy him out, man, he is definitely on board for bigger, and gr- greener pastures. Yeah. Um, so you didn't call? Uh, I did call.
2: I went straight to the interwebs first. Um, okay. They were definitely up and functioning as Sandbar Grill. They mm. they went back to the original name almost immediately. Um, they kept the two cocktails and they kept one of the raw items but otherwise their menu is pretty much identical to what it was before um sort of very disappointing what i loved most about my internet research today however albert barrero i went to his facebook page (laughs) He's wearing a shirt that says, to save time, let's just assume I'm never wrong.
0: Oh. So there was
1: oh, that. Oh, no. Uh, his profile I just watched a whole episode
0: where that was not the case, yeah, man. In fact, let's just assume he's wrong.
1: I want to assume that you're wrong.
2: He slams Taffer uh, on his Facebook page, and one of the pictures on his page is he's p- taken a picture of John Taffer and one of Shrek and put them next to each other, which Whoa! I think is just a bizarre and inappropriate comparison. Fuck.
1: See, I told you he's a fuck. Fuck face. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Not cool. Yo, John saved your fucking bar, and now you want to be an asshole?
2: Well, it just, you know, and that's what's so disappointing is, I again wonder, as I have in other episodes, you know, did they sort of pull the wool over John's eyes and then in turn over ours, the viewers, slash critics, dare I say? Yeah. um, You know, were they just (laughs) looking for someone to funnel money into their bar for like a temporary like spruce up, and then they just go back to doing their own thing? P.S., um, bar Rescue did not renovate their bathrooms, which apparently are still filthy, according to reviews. Oh, that's interesting. Why Inter- would they wow. do that?
1: I that is that's that's new. That's normally they uh, top to bottom, man. They usually you go, would think one would think, man, because bathrooms speak a lot to the vine- the the bar that you're in, man.
2: Of all the comments on the Facebook page, I uh, I enjoyed the most. Uh, the one was uh, I guess a happy customer saying, "Please bring back the pudding wrestling."
0: So apparently that oh.
2: was an activity at the Sandbar Grill.
1: That was a thing, man. Oh,
0: right, because this bar is in Florida. <laughs> Why not have pudding wrestling?
1: You'd be a fool not to. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> that being said, as uh, new listeners, old listeners, if you're not familiar with what happens next, this is the part of the show where we rate this episode on a scale of one shattered glass being terrible to five shattered glasses being that this was john's masterpiece um we'll start with you Catherine. what what do you give this one
2: i'm gonna give this one a solid oh i'm so torn i'm gonna say four i was waffling between 3.75 and four for a few reasons but i really just you know the the emotional connection seeing john with a baby seeing john Mm. fight for the family yeah um, seeing the bulk of the staff, if not all of them, really step up their game. Um coupled with even if they didn't keep it a really lovely remodel, um, and a good story arc, I'm yeah, I'm gonna say four.
1: Four, four, all right. Max, where where are you going with this? I was one?
0: thinking the same thing and I land on four shattered glasses as well. This was a lot of fun. Yep. uh you had the emotional arc, you had the totally shitty owner who looks to still remain shitty, which is always nice to still have someone to root against.
1: Yeah, there's uh, definitely there's that.
0: Yeah, Shik- Shakira doesn't have to say no to her kids as much anymore. That was very meaningful. It was solid all around.
1: Um I'm going to give it um I'm going to give it a 3.75. I'm always a little dark horse on this one. Uh I give it 3.75 because I hate Albert I would give him four. I'd I'd be on board, but I just hate Albert so much. Like I see his face, I see that just lack. I see that incompetence coupled with just arrogance, and it's just like, dude, I can't. I I can't root for you.
0: I see that that coupled with he didn't really turn around, and he didn't turn around. And that
1: now that I find out that he's saying all this fuckface shit about John and talking shit about him, fuck that shit. I'm not on board for that. But what I will say is that I like Matt and his hot wife. <laughs> And I'm glad that they now have a good standing, so that that kid doesn't have to, you know, live a life of being poor and hot. Maybe it'll be rich and hot, <laughs> and things will work out. And you know, I, I like, um, I like the concept of the bar. I thought it was cool. I thought the idea of them having it's, it's a brilliant plan of having the customers cook their own food, Korean barbecue style. Um, you know, so I, I gotta go a three seven five man. Um, there was, uh, Mia, Mia did well, mm-hmm. you know, she, she brought some good, she brought some good zingers to the table. Um, so I, yeah, I can't, I can't knock it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Right, three, and seven, we five. learned
0: where Mia's old watering hole used to be. And we did and get a little fun. insight
1: as to what Mia's life was like.
0: We don't usually get much of a bio on these people, save for the little side List, the side resume that they right, yeah
1: with. and you know of course for her it was a you know this was a per- she had some personal stake in this so yeah well i you know this was my alma mater let me uh let me bring it i gotta bring it you know yeah. I, gotta, I gotta bring this shit um so that's uh that's the episode bromancing the stone um we saw uh again in true bar rescue fashion we saw some emotion um we like you said max we were definitely uh yelling at some of the shitty people involved um but there were also some good-hearted hot people that definitely like matt's know, wife matt's hot-ass wife who you know <laughs> is just definitely gonna <laughs> prosper from this and that's really you know, that's what really pulled at my heartstrings
2: matt if you and your wife ever break up jib search here
1: yeah attractive
2: look. uh biracial fella yeah. available
1: Listen, Matt's hot ass wife. If you know, there's a if there's a wedge in this marriage, if things are on the rocks, I'll talk. I will definitely <laughs> talk. We can talk about this.
0: Jim's yeah. a very good listener.
1: Yeah, yeah I. You though. know, I'm. I'm gonna have a. Uh, a wall-mounted television that will be completely rotatable. Ice spheres. And there will be ice spheres. That if you want to bring ice spheres, that's cool too. However, you want to do this. And you know, I know how to stain and polyurethane a polyurethane shelf, so I'm handy around the house. So what? You know, let's 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 talk about this. Yeah. In the event, and maybe things are great. <laughs> and if they are, then great. You just live your life. But just know that I'm there if they're not um and that's the episode um so thank you guys for tuning in uh download uh tell your friends to download this um rate us on itunes that'd be pretty dope um you know, send us, uh, write some ratings or you know, write some reviews on us. Tell us how great we're doing. And again, if there are some episodes that are in the ether that you'd like us to get into, we'd be more than happy to unpack that. And also, you can email us at uh, shutitdownrecap at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us there. Twitter. And, and on Twitter, we're at shutitdownrecap.com. Uh, you can just find us there. And, you know, we obviously post these episodes and we're doing it for you guys. Um if you want to find me doing stand up comedy, uh what's today? It is the sixteenth. So uh the eighteenth I'll be at Love Jones in Harlem, uh Fifth Avenue, hundred and thirty fifth. And then I'll be at the late night basement, uh, one ninety five Morgan Ave, at eight thirty on Friday night. And then Saturday night I'll be. At so it's like that late night. That's a late night basement is the name of the show. Oh, okay. Um, but not the actual show. Um, I mean that's semantics. I can't, yeah, Sure, sure. Uh, I was just
0: worried you'd be you'd be out late. <laughs> but eight thirty is a reasonable time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh and then
1: saturday night uh i'll be in new brunswick new jersey at hidden grounds show at nine o'clock and then immediately after that i'll be going to the nightclub, which is this bar inspired by the Rutgers uh scarlet knights um it's cool. a it's a amazing maybe underage bar i don't know but i love it <laughs> um i went there once after a show at the stress factory Went in there and I tried to charge my phone, and they're like, Get the fuck out of here. You must be kidding me. There's like 9,000 people in here. I do not have time for this. And that's me. Uh, Catherine, what's uh, going on with you?
2: Yeah, I have a, a bunch of shows between now and uh, July 1st. And uh, follow me on Twitter. I know the way. At uh, Kath Weems, W E E M, as in Marie S There you Sam.
1: There you go. There
0: you go. you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at This Is Max Cohen. That's it. A little slow calendar going on. (laughs) I will not be tearing it up at nightclubs or late night spots.
1: But you can definitely uh, tweet him. Tweet Max.
0: Tweet me. I will tweet back. (laughs) We can tweet together.
1: You can can tweet the day away. Uh, So that's episode four, Bromancing the Stone. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Always drink responsibly and shut it down.